Listeners, before diving into this episode, I just want to put out a huge trigger warning. In this episode, I will be discussing eating disorders and other mental health issues. If you are easily triggered by this, I highly suggest that you listen with caution or do not listen to this episode. I will preface every episode with this trigger warning because I will be discussing very touchy and sensitive topics that some may not be able to handle. I want everyone to feel safe in this environment and to just keep in mind that this podcast is an educational podcast meant to spread awareness on eating disorders and my journey through them. Everything mentioned in these episodes will be real and genuine content. Welcome back to Reasons for Recovery. I hope you all had a great summer. Most of you that are listening probably are back in school or back in college, wherever you may be going for the fall semester. I actually started back college today. Today is literally the first day of classes. I'm recording this in my room at school. I'm not at home anymore for the summer. And uh, yeah, today was the first day of classes and I'm actually really excited to start this new semester. I'm a junior this year that's exciting. (laughs) So that should be really fun and interesting. Um, But wherever you are, whatever you may be doing, I hope that it goes well this semester for you. Um, Today, I really wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, I really wanted to start my school year off this year on a good note. I had a lot of negative things happen to me in recent years regarding my eating disorder, like more specifically this year, and I wanted to be able to go into the new school year in a much better mindset than what I've had as of late. I know I've been kind of putting off this vibe that I'm, you know, on the right track and that I'm doing really, really well, but um, you'll see in a minute why that's not 100% the case. Um, So for this episode, I thought that I would try something a little bit different, like I said. Um, You know how in other episodes I would go off on a tangent and then I'd stop myself because I didn't want to go off on like an hour-long rant? Well, that's going to happen today. I don't know if it's going to be an hour, obviously, but (laughs) I figured that the only way to really get all of my negative feelings out there, just to get them all out there, get it over with before the semester really starts is to rant and just get all my feelings out there until everything is really just out of me. Um, So that's what this episode is going to be about. It's going to be me ranting about my struggles and my issues that I've been dealing with as of late. There's not really like a script for this. I usually write scripts for every episode, but there's not really a script at all for this because I'm just going to be ranting and just whatever comes to my head that I need to get off my chest is what's going to go onto this episode. It'll definitely feel really, really good afterwards after I get it off my chest and get it out there. So I know this will be a really great idea to get everything on my mind out into the world and through this podcast. Before I start, you might be thinking, why are you exactly doing this? Um, Like, yeah, we already get that you want to get stuff off your chest, but why not just like go to a therapist or something? Like, 
you're probably thinking that, and that's a good question, but I figured that this would actually be a great way to get my feelings out, um, because it comes along with the whole theme of this podcast. My purpose for this podcast is to spread awareness and show vulnerability of eating disorders and how real and scary they truly can be, and if you hear what I have to say and what I'm personally going through as someone with an eating disorder, it'll help you put into the perspective of what an eating disorder can really do to you and how controlling it really can be. I'm also doing this to try to relate to my audience a little bit more. I figured if you heard what I'm currently dealing with that you may also be dealing with, it might help you feel valid and feel like you're in a much more safer space to hear someone else say that they have the same problems as you. So yeah, that is my goal for this episode. I want to break my usual dynamic and instead of being a lot more structured, like I said, This is just going to be all over the place. (laughs) So instead of talking like factual information and giving advice and helping, this is just going to be me being vulnerable and sharing my problems and getting them off my chest and hoping that you can relate to me in some sort of way. I'm ready to start fresh this new school year and that can only be done if I get all this off of my mind. So buckle in because today's episode is going to be a very, very bumpy ride. So, to get things started with this long rant, oh my goodness, (laughs) I feel like I'm just going to ramble on for hours on end and people are going to stop listening. Hopefully I don't achieve that, but I wanted to really discuss how I am doing mentally, because in these episodes, I know I put off this vibe, like I said, that I'm just here to help and I'm here to spread awareness, to help others, which... I am. I I am here to do that. But most of you don't really understand that behind all of this, I still struggle a lot. And um, a few people have actually reached out to me over the course of this podcast and have, they've told me like, they're so proud of me because I'm doing so much better and I'm helping others. And to an extent, that's true. Like, I understand where they're coming from. I am in a way better place uh, than I was a year ago, but there are times where I really feel like that's not the case, (laughs) and um, I feel like some days my feelings aren't really valid at all, Um, and my eating disorder isn't valid because everyone just assumes that because I'm recovered physically and that I have this podcast that I'm doing so much better. Um, I've gotten that a lot over the past couple of months, especially this year now that I've started this podcast. Um, I've had a lot of family and friends reach out to me and tell me, like, like they're so happy and they're so proud of me for finally, you know, doing better and being better because I have this podcast. And (laughs) just because I have this podcast and I'm helping others, it doesn't mean I'm necessarily all better than I was, you know, like a year ago. Um, But... Yes, again, uh, in a way, I am better than I was a year ago or any time a year ago and beyond, but I could be so much better. I could be way better than I am at this current point in time, and some days just aren't my best days. I mean, we all have terrible days. We all have bad days, and I mean, even I have them too, even though people think I'm doing so much better. Um, There are some days where I just feel like I'm getting nowhere in life 
I guess you could say, because I'm still internally struggling a lot with this disorder, and I feel like it's something that I'm never truly going to understand, no matter how much I try to understand it. Even though I've been dealing with this disorder for like three plus years, maybe, I still feel like I don't completely understand myself some days, if that makes sense. Um, I've spent a lot of time this summer um, sitting in my room and really trying to figure out where I'm going wrong because I just want all this to stop, but it seems to never stop. Um, you know, I like I said, I'm physically recovered. I've been physically recovered for a while now, but, you know, the mentality of it all it just seems to linger around forever, and I don't know if that's something that's ever going to stop. And I want these thoughts to go away, but like I said, they always seem to linger no matter how much I've recovered and no matter how much I continue to recover. I've been physically recovered for almost a year, like I said, and I hate that people just automatically assume that I'm better because I'm a healthier weight now. Like, I understand, like, to an extent, if we're talking, like, health-wise, like, physical health-wise, yeah, I'm, like, ten times better. Of course, I'm not, like, scrawny and underweight anymore, and that's amazing. But <laughs> they think that because I'm a healthier weight that my eating disorder is cured and everything is normal again, and that absolutely kills me. It kills me so much knowing that basically all of my friends and family think that way. They think that I'm recovered from an eating disorder because I'm a healthy weight. And that's why I say I feel so invalid some days because everyone around me is telling me I'm better and everyone around me is saying that I'm happy. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really, um, you know, that happy. I could be happier and I'm working on being happier. And they just think because physically I'm better that I'm better all around and I'm I'm not <laughs> I mean it's it's the sad truth but you know like that's just normal for someone with an eating disorder like they can't just mentally feel better once they're physically recovered that's just not how things work and that's something that people outside of an eating disorder will never really understand no matter how hard they try once you have an eating disorder that stuff is never going to leave your brain. I hate to say it, and I've said it in other episodes, but you're never going to get that crap out of your brain. Once you develop an eating disorder, it's still going to be there in the back of your mind, no matter how small it may be. And over time, you're just going to have to, like, learn how to mitigate it, you know, over the years and learn from certain mistakes that you may make, but it's, it's never going to go away. It's just something that you're going to have to you know, tone down and, like I said, mitigate. It's just something that's going to be there forever. And, I mean, at least that's what it feels like. I don't think it's really possible to get rid of a mental disorder, but <laughs> it's just something that's going to always be there. And people never really get that. They, they never understand that. I still go to restaurants with people or, like, my family, and I'll have moments where I'll avoid certain things because I'm terrified to eat it. And that's, like, how my mentality was years ago when I was afraid of all different types of food. And I'll always get questioned because whoever I'm with is like, well, you're recovered from an eating disorder. You shouldn't have those thoughts anymore. You shouldn't think like that anymore. 
or stuff along those lines, and that absolutely sucks to hear. It, it absolutely kills me, like I said, to hear stuff like that come from people that I love. I feel like I can't even, like, live my life and properly recover when everyone around me makes me feel so invalidated. It really gets to me mentally, and some days are just so hard to get through because of that, because of the people I'm around thinking that I'm just so great and so happy now. And there are days when I wake up and I just... I just dread getting up because I'm so scared to see what the day has to offer. I'm scared that I'm going to fall back into a habit of an eating disorder or I'm going to do something to upset somebody. Just anything that my mind can spiral into, it does that. Like the second I wake up some days and it it scares me, it terrifies me to wake up (laughs) some days. I know that sounds super depressing, but like it's, it's just the mentality that I've had as of late, and I want to push through that and not think that way anymore. Mentally, I'm just going to say it, mentally I was not the greatest this summer, or really this year in general, <laughs> and I, I really want to change that into this new school year, but it just scares me knowing that people are going to continue being the way that they are and that's not going to really benefit my mental health at all. Especially, of course, like being around a bunch of new people this coming up school year, you know, I'm making a lot of new friends, I'm branching out a lot more because I promised myself I would do that. Last year, I kind of secluded myself a lot because I went through something pretty traumatic last year and I spent a lot of time in my room and never really went out anywhere, and it didn't help that majority of my classes were online, and I had the opportunity to stay in my room all day. And meeting new people and going out this year, it's really going to be tough, but I'm going to have to push through it because, you know, nobody new knows that I have an eating disorder. Nobody that I meet that's never met me before will know that automatically they're going to have to just find out later on down the road, and (laughs) it terrifies me what people may think about me, Um, but I'm hoping that this year I can be so much better than that and not have that terrible mentality and just live my life and be happy through this entire semester. And (laughs) you're probably thinking, um, get medicated. Yeah, I I know. I know I've talked about it before in many other episodes, but guys, it's it's something that I've already done. It's something that's already happened, and it absolutely ruined my life. (laughs) I, I know I've told people in episodes in the past to get medicated, but that's only if you think it's the best option, in my opinion. And if you think you won't be able to handle medications, don't do it, because <laughs> I thought I'd be able to handle medications, but I definitely could not. Um, remember, I mentioned something uh, a couple of minutes ago. I said I went through something pretty traumatic. A lot of that had to do with the fact that I was medicated. I personally thought medications would help me, and it did at first, but over time, it just got so much worse so much worse. Oh my gosh, I can't even describe to you how terrible my life was because I was so medicated, so doped up all the time. And that brings me to another thing. Um, Psychiatrists, they're stupid. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I really, I really don't like psychiatrists. Um, well, let me be less rude about that. I really just, I don't like psychiatrists. I can't handle them. Um, see, like I said, I did get medicated a while back. Um, I started taking medication when I first went to the hospital for my anorexia, and that was in like February of 2020, and I stayed medicated until about December of 2020, so like about eight months ago. And when I first started getting medicated, they gave me an antidepressant, of course, because it's a mental disorder. I That's something I'd have to have. Um, and I will say, they did work for a while, um, but not 100%. There were still some days where I was extremely depressed, and I just thought, you know, that was completely normal. Then, when I got back to school, um, here comes the traumatic part, <laughs> when I got back to school um, for, like, the fall semester, I started having, like, extremely violent panic attacks. Like, I cannot tell you how bad these panic attacks were. And they sucked because I was freaking out for like hours on end and getting to the point where I couldn't even breathe because I was hyperventilating so much. And when I tried to get help on it, I would be treated like I was dumb or that no one really cared to understand how terrible these attacks were. And I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if any of you out there have ever had a panic attack, but personally for me, like, when I first started getting them, they were, like, very small, minimal. Like, I would just kind of freak out for a couple of minutes, and then it would be over. But once I started getting medicated, I would, I had, like, extremely violent ones. Like, like I said, they were, they would last hours. They would make me hyperventilate. They were really, really, like, traumatic <laughs> and terrifying. And uh, I even remember my boyfriend at the time. I don't want to bash him because he can be a good guy, but, um, I mean, he's my ex-boyfriend now, but anyway, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time literally got so tired and annoyed at me at the fact that I was continuing to have these extremely bad panic attacks almost daily that he didn't even bother to help because they would get, you know, so traumatic to me, to the point where it was annoying to everybody else, you know, because I was freaking out and calling a bunch of people and, you know, like, crying on the phone and making it a big deal. Like, yeah, I needed to get some help, but it was really putting a burden on everybody else, everybody that I loved. And, you know, it, I can understand why people got annoyed at the fact that I was having these panic attacks. But I lived in another state as well. I lived like three hours away from my hometown, so my family wasn't really there to help as well. They were nowhere around to be able to come and help me or calm me down or any of that. And also, I was literally like 19 and 20, and <laughs> I'm a, an adult by that point, and I should be able to handle it myself without my parents. Um, <laughs> so when I would go to the psychiatrist um, and tell her about all this stuff, she would just dope me up on more and more medication to the point where I really just got super messed up from it. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, it was really bad. Like, I was a completely different person on all these different medications. And I hate that, but that's all that psychiatrists do. They just hear what you have to say and then give you medication to help it. 
they're not a therapist, they're not a counselor, they're not someone to really help you solve your problems, and they're not really there to listen, they just want to medicate you, that's all they want to do, and (laughs) they just sit there pretending to listen to your problems, and then they charge you an ungodly amount of money to get medicated for barely anything at all, you know? Half that medicine I was prescribed, it barely worked. It barely did anything. The only thing it did was make me someone that I wasn't and made me lose a lot of friends. Um, My psychiatrist at the time put me on four different antidepressants. And (laughs) I don't even know if that's really safe to do. But every time I came to her about a panic attack, she'd just give me a new dose of medication. A new brand of an antidepressant. I've been through all of the antidepressants you can possibly think of, and it was all thanks to this lady. Thankfully, I don't go to her anymore. <laughs> it, it got to the point where I was on so much medication at that one time where I was even more miserable than I was without medication because I was so doped up, and like I said, I wasn't the person that I used to be, and it made me lose so many people that I loved in my life. It made me lose my boyfriend, it made me lose a lot of close friends, and it was literally because I was just this mess of a person from all this this medication that was being put into me at one time. I eventually got sick of everything that I was taking, and uh, I stopped cold turkey, and everything was like 10 times better since then, and I have not had a single panic attack since November. And that's been almost a year, so I've, <laughs> I've, I'm doing much better not being medicated. Um, but my point is, I hate that when I talk to somebody about my problems, people automatically assume that I just need to go get medicated. I hate that that's the solution people automatically come to. Again, leading me to feel super invalid and super unworthy for having an eating disorder or just a mental disorder in general. You know, people just say like, oh, go and get medicated, you'll feel better. But no one wants to bother to sit there and listen to you and help you out, you know. They just say, oh, go get medicated. You'll you'll be better if you just get medicated. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like my emotions um, don't really matter. And I'm like, why do I even think this way? Like, what's the use of feeling the way that I do when everyone around me turns me down and when I want help, you know, they don't want to help me? That's what it feels like. Um, (laughs) My eating disorder takes over so bad some days and it just makes me feel like no one wants to listen and no one wants to bother helping me. And I know that's not true. I know there's people out there that want to help but you know having a mental disorder you don't really think about that you don't really think there's people out there that want to help and that's the problem that we all have (laughs) and that's another thing that I can't get out of my head it's another thing I that always circles my brain people still cannot understand that there is so much to an eating disorder than just eating I hate the stigma being put around eating disorders, which again makes me feel super invalid for having one in the first place. I hate seeing people in our society today talking about eating disorders and how it only relates to food. It makes me so agitated seeing this. Yes, it does have to do with eating, like I will give you that, but it's not just eating. It's not 100% all about eating. 
like I, I talked about in the last episode, an eating disorder is a mental disorder. It's not, you know, just having to do with eating. It's all in your brain. And it's like people just want to stop there when they hear the word eating disorder. They want to stop there and think, oh, it's just someone who hates to eat or eats too much. And they don't want to understand that it's much more deeper than that. It's so much more deeper than that. I was actually on TikTok the other day, which can be a very toxic place, and I try to avoid this side of TikTok as much as I can. And it was literally someone bashing eating disorders. It's, it's absolutely sickening to see people even think that's okay. Like, in any sense, remotely think that's okay to bash someone's mental health issues. It's, it's like making fun of another person with a disorder or any disorder. You know, eating disorders are just as valid as anyone else's. So why should it be such an easy target? Because it's based around eating? But I, I don't know, but it just makes me so mad. <laughs> it, it makes me absolutely mad because people think eating disorders are such an easy target because, you know, they don't really think that it has to do with mental stuff. They think it's just people that eat too much or eat too little. And that makes me upset that people still think that way. You know, we're living in 2021, almost 2022, and people still have that mentality, and it sucks. It absolutely sucks. And like I keep saying throughout this entire episode, it makes me feel super invalid, which is why I've been so depressed all summer, because my feelings are super invalid because of these people. This TikTok that I saw, actually, that was bashing eating disorders, was basically saying, like, I can't remember what she said. It was like, oh yeah, it was like, why do people have eating disorders when food like this exists? And then she showed a bunch of pictures of like this extremely good looking like buffet style food. Like it made me want to break my phone (laughs) knowing that there are people out there like that, that they have the mentality like that and they're serious about it. It, it hurts me so much. I really wanted to throw my phone across the room when I saw that video. (laughs) It, It made me so mad. Um, But like I said, eating disorders don't stop at food. My last episode was literally talking about that entirely, how it doesn't stop at food. There's so many other disorders that can come along with it. And no one bothers to hear that. No one wants to hear that. And no one wants to accept that. Like, I I really don't know what the issue is with that, but that's what it feels like. To someone with an eating disorder, personally, coming from me, It sounds like people just don't want to accept that there's more to an eating disorder than just eating. And I really can't wrap my brain around that. (laughs) But one thing that really, really irks me, and I've talked about this so much before, um, is the people out there that think it is just so cute to have an eating disorder. Like, I I could really go off on this topic. I could really (laughs) get into this because it makes me so angry. But there have been so many times in previous episodes where I talk about this and I have to physically stop myself from ranting and going off because it just makes me so mad. But I don't have to do that today. I don't have to stop myself. I can talk about it this time. (laughs) But the more I scroll through social media, the more I see these certain people trying to appeal to others by bragging that they have an eating disorder when in reality they don't. But they say they do because they think it's cute and relatable. And it's still... (laughs) My gosh, I cannot stress this enough. Even though I've said it countless amount of times, eating disorders are not cute 
and not relatable it my gosh it makes me so mad um it's literally the exact opposite there's nothing cute or funny or relatable whatsoever about an eating disorder i think this rant alone should be enough proof that an eating disorder is not cute or fun to have literally listen to the other nine episodes i have and you'll understand why eating disorders are not fun and they're not a trend or anything like that it's definitely not funny or a joke not any of that nothing to laugh about it's a serious disorder it kills innocent people and most of them are extremely young and that's scary to think about so why would you want to joke about that this stigma really hits me because i myself almost died from anorexia and i know a lot of people in the community that have almost died as well and it just it really hits me hard to see that people are trying to be relatable and make it a trend to say they have an eating disorder if anything this doesn't make you cute (laughs) it actually makes you develop an eating disorder along the way you know practicing these habits of an eating disorder will only lead you to actually having one and then you're not gonna think it's so cute you're not gonna think it's so funny when you yourself develops an eating disorder later on down the road it's gonna suck it's gonna absolutely suck so why would you pretend to practice these habits of an eating disorder The moment that you figure out you have an eating disorder, your life is never going to be the same. And I can't stress that enough. You're always going to have those thoughts in the back of your head, and they're not going to go away for a very, very, very long time. So seeing people online say like, LOL guys, I skipped breakfast today, (laughs) ha ha ha, I'm so hungry, or like, OMG guys, I haven't eaten all day, like I need to lose weight, so it's okay, like... Stuff like stuff like that, along those lines, it literally makes me want to throw my phone out the window, and these people actually exist. These are real people, and if you haven't come across them yet, you are really freaking lucky, because it's, it's extremely sad to see it, and there are people out there that think, oh, if I skip a meal, it's gonna make me relatable and trendy, and I absolutely hate the whole stigma around, like, oh, skip your breakfast, you know, because that'll help you get skinny. No, eat your breakfast. It'll be okay. You're going to love it. Breakfast is literally my favorite meal of the day. And I'm, you know, I'm not complaining. I'm not, you know, moody about it. I love eating breakfast. There's nothing wrong with eating breakfast. I don't know why people have such a bad rap around breakfast. But um, anyway, <laughs> like I said before, All it's going to do is just make you actually develop an eating disorder, which won't be fun in the slightest. You know, if you keep practicing habits over and over and over again that are eating disorder habits, you're going to eventually develop an eating disorder. The reason that I developed an eating disorder was because I went on so many different trendy diets and exercise because that's what society told me to do. And it made me this way. (laughs) It made me develop a terrible eating disorder. And um, you really don't want that. I want to be able to feel valid for my emotions and what I have to deal with on a daily basis. But I can't when I hear things like this almost every single day. There are days when I just want to stop eating altogether. And that's not because I want to be relatable or trendy or funny. It's because I have a literal mental disorder (laughs) that I was medically diagnosed with. And I cannot help those feelings that I get. 
I can't help the fact that some days I don't want to eat. I can't help the fact that some days I feel guilty about certain things that I eat. It's part of my disorder and I cannot help that in any sense. People who post crap like that online are just looking for attention and the only thing that they're accomplishing by doing that is ruining other people's self-esteem and hurting themselves in the long run. They want people to feel bad for them and give them the attention and it's so sad to see people think that way because people who actually suffer from an eating disorder for the most part, they want to hide it and they don't want people to know what's going on with them. They don't post it all over social media that they have an eating disorder. We talked about this before in previous episodes. We hide from our true feelings because we don't want to accept the fact that we have an eating disorder in the first place. We deny every chance we get. You know, when someone brings up that we're not eating correctly, we deny it every time. Because we we just, we don't want that to be out there in the world. And you can imagine how crappy you would feel if you saw people all over the internet posting about having fake eating disorders to get the attention that they want. All they want is pity and it makes me so sad. If you really have an eating disorder, you wouldn't be doing stuff like that. You wouldn't be posting about it. You wouldn't be, you know, making it all trendy and, you know, relatable and stuff. It's, it's very triggering to someone who really is suffering and having a hard time with an eating disorder. And I can't stress this enough. It, it just really makes me so mad and upset and sad for those people who are doing that to themselves. And it's also sad for the people that are struggling that have to witness that and see that online. Social media is getting super toxic the longer we keep going in life because of people like this. And I want to be able to continue recovery without seeing stuff like this happening in my everyday life, but sadly that's not the case. Stuff like this is going to happen no matter what, and it's the harsh truth. The only way that I can successfully continue my journey is to push through these bumps and all the depressing thoughts and remember that I'm worthy and everything about me is worthy. Yes, I know that this rant was pretty depressing, (laughs) but that's the whole point of this. That's the whole point that I'm trying to get across, is that I wanted these depressing feelings out and in the open in order to move on from them and get them out of my head to clear my mind for the new school year. And I want to be able to go through this semester with no issues at all. And if I do end up having some sort of issues, it'll be okay, because that's recovery for you. It's not a straight line. It's not going to be easy. It's an everyday battle, and that's something that I wanted to get these emotions out for and into the open for the benefit of myself and even for the benefit of you. Like I said, it's really hard to feel valid with an eating disorder, but hopefully this rant kind of helped you feel valid because probably you heard something in my rant that you related to and it probably helped your emotions feel more validated. And that's the whole point of this podcast. I want those struggling with an eating disorder to feel valid. I want them to feel okay in their skin and worthy of who they are. I want people to realize that even though certain things you may have to do or certain people in your life that might tear you down, You deserve recovery, and you deserve happiness in life of an eating disorder. I want everyone to also know that they are valid for needing to reach out in any circumstances that they may have. Reaching out is 
the most hardest thing to do in recovery, but it is the absolute most necessary and right thing to do in order to succeed in recovery. It's basically the first step. I know it can be super difficult to reach out, but if you need to talk to someone first who isn't a healthcare professional, I'm always available to talk, of course. My Instagram handle is in the description of this episode, and you can DM me on there whenever you feel like you need to. And my email is also down in the description as well for you to use. I give you guys uh, personal ways to reach me because from personal experience, I know people will feel so much more safer talking to someone who has the same struggles as them before they go off and talk to a a healthcare professional. People will feel way better talking to someone first who is dealing with the same stuff that they are going through, which is why I offer those personal ways to contact me. I have had some people reach out to me personally, and by the end of our conversation, I let them know that professional help is definitely their next best option after reaching out to me, because of course, like I said, reaching out is super scary. It's it's really terrifying, but once you've reached out to me and you've gotten one step closer to recovery, that's one step closer to reaching to your next best option to continue that recovery. And that is professional help from doctors who really specialize in these certain mental disorders. So there are websites, actually. uh, I list them in the description of every single episode, but there are websites in the description for professional help, for you to reach out to them, talk to them. It's all anonymous, I'm pretty sure. Um, And there's also phone numbers and hotlines for you to use as well in the description. Um, feel free to call those people and talk to them and they will help you get all of the help that you possibly may need. These hotlines are direct links to doctors and counselors and helpers who will just be 100% helpfully to you and they will understand everything you are going through. Trust me, I, I know it'll be scary at first, but once you reach out and you hear that these people want to help you and they're not going to judge you, and they will do literally everything in their willpower to help you, it won't be scary anymore. It will be very, very relieving. But anyways, (laughs) I know this episode was very much all over the place, and um, even though it was a little bit different, there were still many lessons that could be learned um, in this very discombobulated rant. I hope you guys all have a very good semester this year if you are attending school and try to remember that I am here for absolutely any problem at all that you may be facing. So don't feel like you are alone on this earth, you know, there's definitely someone out there that you can reach out to. And if you don't think there is anyone to turn to, don't worry, because like I said, I am literally always here to help you. I don't care if we don't know each other whatsoever. I just want to help whoever out there is struggling. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys all for listening. I'll see you in the next episode, and please remember to stay safe and stay healthy.